to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. What is up, worshipers? Ted Shuttlesworth back with you on the podcast on this awesome Worship Wednesday. Well, Christmas is over, and we're making our way toward the new year, and uh, because of that, I wanted to give you this subject today, Seven Effective Ways to Increase Your Gift, and the reason I want to do that is because, as you know, as we come closer to the new year, everybody's getting ready to make uh, resolutions. Everybody's getting ready to take extra steps to uh, go further with their life, make changes in their life. That's an awesome thing. And uh, if you're gifted, if you're talented, God's put something in your life that he wants you to do. Um, you should be working to increase that gift and that talent. No question about it. Um, I take Matthew 25 often as our standpoint for this concept that when the master gives you a talent, when he gives you a gift, he expects to see increase from that gift and from that talent. And when there's not increase, when there's maintenance mode, maintenance level, the master looks at that and calls it wicked. So it's not losing your talent or diminishing your talent that's wicked. It's actually allowing it to lie dormant and not increasing it. That is a wicked thing. God is looking for increase. So today, and it may not uh, be that long of a podcast, but I want to give you seven effective ways to increase your gift. As we head into 2019, you should be actively seeking to increase in your gifts and your talents for God uh, for this new year. And uh, I know God will anoint you to do it as well. But these are all very practical ways, very practical tips on how to successfully increase in your gift and in your talent. I see so many people, and it, it blows my mind, I see so many people who think that when you're gifted, you just, all you have to do is lean on your gift, you know, and they think that gifted people are just randomly gifted. But it you know, it doesn't work that way. You know, it's it's funny to me how, um, and it was like talking about this the other day and somebody pointed out and they were like, you know, um, Michael Jordan went to practice with all the other Chicago Bulls. Um, and although they all went to the same practices, Michael Jordan was far better. And, you know, Tiger Woods played golf just like everybody else. But he, you know, as though <laughs> those guys their scheduled team practices is is all they did in their life to gain to gain you know michael jordan by the way was cut from his high school team and it so enraged him that he went off after his freshman year and uh worked so hard that he came back and dominated uh tiger woods has been you know literally since he was 2 years old going nuts to develop his gift you know, hours and hours and hours a day. They showed his schedule on ESPN one time. It was insane. You know, up at 4.30 in the morning, an hour and a half in the gym, you know, a light breakfast to the driving range. You know, guys hitting thousands of balls a day. You know, I remember, who was I talking to the other day? They said they were watching a golfer and uh, he, he was in the sand trap, spent time in the sand trap. Bishop Rick was t- telling this story. 
he saw VJ sing when he came to South Florida to play in a tournament. And he was it was one of the days in preparation before the tournament. The guy spent two and a half hours in the sand trap, just hitting balls out of a sand trap. I mean, just practicing one shot, greenside bunker, two and a half hours. And then we watch these guys on television, wow, they're so gifted. Well, no, it's not that they're just gifted. They've got dedication that's causing their gift to steadily increase. And the same is true for you. You've got to find practical ways to increase your gift and increase your talent uh, all the time. Steady increase is God's plan for your life. So I want to give you seven ways uh, so that when we start this new year, you can just go at it. And it doesn't matter what you do. You could be a singer. You could be a musician. You could be uh, on the tech team. You could be, I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter what part of worship, you know, and even if you're not a worshiper and you're listening to the podcast anyway, same thing with whatever you're gifted to do. It does not matter. I believe these are applicable in every area of life. So let's jump in today. Uh, Number one, the first effective way to increase your gift, in my opinion, and I'm going to explain this, schedule your increase. Schedule your increase. And what I mean by that is I am blown away by how many people uh, do something. They have a gift. They have a talent. Let's just take, because this is a worship podcast today, let's, let's take people that do stuff for their church worship team as the examples we use today. Um, I'm surprised at how many people I've met that the only time they really play their instrument is either in a live church service or at the church practice, the practice for the live service. So literally the only times they're picking their instrument up or even trying to increase their gift is when they practice or when they play for the service. That's unacceptable. That's not enough. It's not even close to enough. So you've got to schedule your increase, which means when you're home, when you're doing your own thing, you've got to schedule daily time to attack what God's gifted you to do. I remember reading one time, um, uh, watching some of these guys um, that are phenomenal writers that write New York Times bestseller books, like often. And I heard them talking about, you know, how they write, you know, because I hear people say, well, you know, I just can't write. I've got writer's block, you know, whatever it might be. You know, today's not a good day. I just can't write today. Maybe I'll try writing again tomorrow. I just had writer's block today. And I heard these guys talking about the fact that they treat writing like a job, even though it's something that can be developed, it's a gift, it's something that you can be talented to do. They treat it like a job and they do not allow how they feel or what's going on in the day to determine whether or not they will write. So, for example, what they do that I gleaned from the interview is that they'll take a set period of time a day. Maybe it's an hour, maybe it's a half an hour, maybe it's two hours. And they'll say, I'm scheduling. I mean, they'll put it in their calendar on their phone and on their, you know, whatever. This is blocked off time. And I'm encouraging you to do that. And the reason I'm encouraging you to block the time off is because if you don't block the time off, there will never be time to do it. You know, as you well know, and I well know, there's never just quote unquote free time where we're just sitting around doing nothing. And so what, what we have to remember is if you don't schedule it, it'll never happen. So schedule your increase. And then what these guys said was, as they went in to begin to write, it didn't matter 
if they had writer's block or not. It didn't matter if they felt they were writing good stuff or bad stuff. No, the content didn't matter. What what did matter to them is that they made sure they spent an hour or whatever a time time they've allotted themselves and just continuously wrote to develop their craft every single day, every single day, every single day. I'm encouraging you to do the same. You might feel like some days, you know, it's flowing easy for you. You're sitting there playing or singing or whatever your gift is. And you feel like, man, today I'm on it. You know, you, there may be other days you feel like your hands are heavy. Your dexterity has gone. You're like, man, I'm not, I'm flubbing every other note. I, you know, I'm missing chords or whatever. doesn't matter. Schedule the time and block the time and then sit there and make it happen for yourself. Make it happen. You've got to declare, I'm going to be better. I am going to increase. This is the year that my gift doubles. This is the year that my gift triples. Whatever it is that you're believing for, that you're going to go to a place where people are going to be like, man, I haven't heard you in a while. You're killing it. You know, whatever. Schedule your increase. They, if they can sit there with writer's block or no writer's block and just for an hour, right, right, right. Then you can practice, practice, practice. Give it everything you have on a daily basis and make sure you're prioritizing your gift by scheduling time to develop your gift each day. I can remember when I first started playing the keyboard and I didn't have to force myself to do it because I I was so excited at the early stages of learning that I would just come home from school, get up in my room and put the headphones on and for hours just play, 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 play. And it pays off to be proficient in your gift. And scheduling that time is key if you're going to see increase. Number two, the second effective way to increase your gift is find a way to stretch yourself. Find a way to stretch yourself within your gift. And what I mean by that is tackle things that you don't think you can do. Tackle things that you don't think you can do. Here at our home church, um, we just finished our our Christmas cantata and everything, and they asked me if I would sit in and play with the band and the team this year uh, for the uh, Christmas cantata. And we we had a you know a list of songs we were going to do, and I heard one of the songs, and you know obviously because I'm traveling so much, um, I came home and I was only home for you know the beginning of December. You know we only had about three weeks until the actual production took place. And one of the songs, which which we did, uh, was by James Fortune and Fire, and it was a it was a remash of like a mashup of of Go Tell It on the Mountain, uh, along with uh, Jesus, What a Wonderful Child. And I was just listening to the production value of the song, and I'm sitting there thinking, My Lord, this thing is so intense. As far as the chords they're throwing out, the band hits they're throwing out, it's so intricate. Um, all the, and I got three weeks to learn this piece of music as well as all the other pieces of music. But I sat there and think, man, this song, and, and I was unsure at first. I thought, my God, I don't know if we're going to be. And, and after the first practice, you know, as any of the band can tell you, we sat there with that song and we couldn't even get the whole way through it. I mean, we got maybe a third of the way through the song and that's all we could do. There was just so much to the tune. There was just like, it, it was. It almost felt overwhelming. Not almost. It felt overwhelming, and the song, without question, stretched all, all of us. But I'm telling you, for me personally, and I've been playing the keyboard for close to 20 years, and it stretched me 
to be able to put all that down that quickly. But I had to find a way to stretch myself. So even the song that was like, man, three weeks to put all this together and to do this, I'm not even sure it's possible. Find things that stretch you, that make you stretch, things you think you cannot do. If you're a piano player, find pieces online, you know, whether they be jazz pieces or classical pieces or whatever, find pieces online that you don't think you could play and then tackle things that you don't think you can do. And the reason I say that is because if all you ever do is stick within the CCM, you know, four to six chord chart, um, you know, four to six chords per song, you've got the one, four, five, six minor, two minor. Uh, if that's all you're ever going to play, your gift is never going to get better. You know, if, if all you do is play the same six chords every week, just in different, um, you know, arranged differently for whatever song you're doing, you're never going to get better. You know, if you're using, if you're using things like, you know, and I'm encouraging, I'm not condemning you, but like, for example, if you're a guitar player, and you're just always capoing up and down the neck to play in the G position or the E position, you're never going to get better. If you're a keyboard player and you're constantly transposing your keyboard to play in other keys instead of actually learning how to play in other keys, you're never going to get better. Take steps to stretch yourself and tackle things you don't think you can do. And you should be doing that often, finding something you know, find a piece. Like I'll go online and find like a Chick Korea, you know, jazz piece or something. And I'll sit down and be like, man, this thing, he's killing it. But and I'll, you know, my wife is, is probably my greatest encourager because like I'll, I'll find stuff online. Like these guys are musical monsters and geniuses. And she'll be like, you could play that. And I'm like, you don't even understand. <laughs> you don't even know like what. <laughs> and then, and then, but she'll say, you know, you, you're telling me you can't hear that. You can't sit down and learn what they're doing. You know, and I do, I'll sit down, which brings me to number three, the third effective way to increase your gift, take small bites. Take small bites. What do I mean by that? Uh, take a big piece. You know, if you find this musical piece, it's what we did with the, it's what we did with the song for uh, even the cantata. You know, which which had a lot of different parts to it, a lot of different parts. And what we did though is we just take very small bites. You know, the intro was was intricate, the interludes were intricate, the outro, everything, all the the bridges, the everything we did. But what you do is let even just, uh, and I posted on Instagram the intro we were doing for that song. Well, obviously, I didn't just sit down and try to whole, learn the whole intro in time at the tempo the song was. What did I do? I took a look at the notes of the intro. And obviously, I, you know, with my dexterity, I could not get the whole thing first, you know, the, for the first two weeks. You know, it was into the last week before we were playing the, the intro in time. Uh, at the tempo of the song and getting it right. So what do I do? I take the notes that I know the intro is, sit down at the piano, and first I play them out, not in time, not at the tempo of the song. I play them out to see where my finger positioning is going to be, how I'm going to transition between notes slowly. Maybe I'm only, and what I did, only the first half of the intro. I just did the first line of the intro over and over and over until I got it. And then moved on to the second line of the intro and learned that, did the transition. Then you start practicing it in time. Then you start practicing it at the tempo of the actual song. You know, when I say practicing it in time, I mean setting a metronome and, pl and playing it, you know, 
in in a rhythm doesn't mean you have to do it at the tempo that the song's written. That's not till later. But until you can do it in time to an actual metronome, you, you don't have anything yet. So I did that. Then you move it up to where you can do it in the tempo of the actual song as it's written. And then you move into transitioning from the intro into verse one without making mistakes. So what you're doing is you're taking small bites, but it's so important to tackle something big and then you ta- you take it in small bites. That's like the old adage, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So you have to take small bites and, you know, small wins and small accomplishments. I remember hearing uh, Chick Corea talk about that one time, who's probably the greatest jazz pianist of our generation. Um, and he said that, you know, he was talking about, I had him on an old VHS tape one time. He did like an instructional VHS and I was listening to him and he was saying this the way we learn stuff with our band and he had uh, John Patitucci on the bass and I can't remember who his drummer was but he he said what we do is we'll have a really you know intricate piece of music and we break it down into sections and he said one of the things that keeps you from getting uh discouraged or feeling overwhelmed by that piece of music is by keep giving yourself uh small wins so maybe you're only going to really grab the first, you know, four bars of the song and and accomplish it. Well, you know, just keep on playing those four bars until you've mastered them, literally. And then when you have, there's a feeling of accomplishment there. You've given yourself a win. Yes, it's a small win, but it's a win. And psychologically, it's a boost to keep on going. Like if I can get that part, I can keep getting. And that's how you do it. Small bite after small bite until you've taken a big, complex piece of music that stretches you and you've you've beaten it. You've accomplished it. You can play it without even thinking. And I'm telling you, that is the way to increase because everything that seems complex can be broken down into simple steps. And then you accomplish the simple steps And uh, it makes a massive, massive difference. Number four, the fourth effective way to increase your gift, use free tools. If you're going to get better, it doesn't mean you have to spend $800 on lessons. You might want to do that. You might want to find somebody who can actually mentor you and uh, give you lessons like that. That's, that's, I'm not saying not to do that, but use free tools. There's no excuse why you can't learn something in this day and age. YouTube is your best friend. Without question, YouTube's your best friend. Um, find tutorials for your instrument. Find people that are uh, that are showing you stuff, showing you how to do new uh, chord changes. You know, there should be if you're an instrumentalist, there should be all kinds of music channels you're following on YouTube. Guys that have channels where they teach, uh, you know, progressions and lead lines and all kind. I mean, you should be following five to seven of those where you're constantly getting new in, new info. Uh, you know, if you're a keyboard player, gospel keyboards, and, you know, there's so many of these guys, John Mike, you know, all, all these different guys that uh, are just constantly showing you new stuff. And it's, it's a free tool, and you can take those videos and break them down and slow them down if you have to and learn exactly what they're doing. Use free tools on a daily basis to continue to increase your gift. Um, 
you know, if I was, I wrote about this in Unhang Your Harp. If I was a bass player, if I was a guitar player, I would find every video of who I considered to be the, you know, the five best bass players and the five best guitarists uh, that I like in my genre. And I would learn everything they did on those videos. And uh, people say, well, I don't want my sound to sound like them. Well, everybody has influences uh, you know, from somewhere. You know, nobody just is completely original. Somebody learned something from someone. And I'd learn everything they did. And at the end of that, my sound would be crafted around the five best players uh, in the world. And then, you know, if you can play what they're playing, that's where your influences are. You'll begin to do things on your own that becomes your own flavor, your own style. But imagine that just for free, you can sit in with all these guys and hear what they're doing and copy what they're doing and learn what they're doing. And and you you become a player, a singer, whatever, that's on that level. Use those free tools. Number five, and this is a big one, log your performances. Log your performances. What do I mean by that? Uh, find a way to record yourself. Every time you're practicing, uh, whether you're practicing with your church band or whether you're practicing at home, find a way to get a recording of the actual live services and hear what you've done. Uh, there's a few reasons for this. Number one, Uh, it shows your growth over time. I go back and listen to myself, what I sounded like when I was playing in, you know, 2002 compared to 2018. I can clearly hear the increase. I can clearly hear where I've gotten cleaner, better, more complex. Uh, It's just, it's stark difference, stark difference. So being able to hear what you've done is huge. Uh, it shows your growth over time, but also it gives you an objective ear on what you need to work on. Uh, many times you can't hear it in in the moment. You know, I thought I, I, there's services that I thought I killed it. I was like, man, I played that so great today. I went back and listened to the actual recording and I hear every mistake. I'm like, man, I was sloppy today. What in the world happened? What got into me? But you can't hear that unless you record or find a way to log what you're doing. So make sure you're doing that. Even if you have to buy, you know, take out your iPhone. But even if you got to buy like a little Zoom recorder, you could buy like a Zoom H1 recorder that records to an SD card. They're like 99 bucks. You know, grab one of those. And and uh, it, it will hugely help you, hugely help you um, to be able to log. And then keep like a an archive or diary of that and go back through and listen to what you're doing and then make notes on your playing or your singing and then you know what you should work on. Number six, this is a very, very important one in my opinion, is surround yourself with people who push you. So, you know, if if possible, you know, surround yourself with musicians, singers, whatever, who push your talents and your gifts to another level. Uh, if that means connecting uh, in your area with musicians who are, you know, much better than you. They may not go to your church. I, I understand you might go to Guitar Center and you meet some people or whatever it is, online community of, of musicians in your area, you know, jazz musicians, whatever it might be. You know, find those people. Maybe it, maybe it's people from another church, you know, that, you know, that uh, you just, they, there's better players or, you know, whatever it is. Connect with them, you know, meet up. 
say, hey, let's let's do so. Let's have a jam session. Let's let's do let's just jam together. Whatever you want to do, let's get together. Let's record some music. Whatever you want to do, but find people who are better than you that will push you. And if that means getting lessons from somebody, do that. But connect with people who are on a higher level than you. Because the Bible teaches iron sharpens iron. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs. A friend can only sharpen you if they are also iron. I don't want to surround myself with dull rocks that are going to dull my blade. I want iron. So I'm always trying to find people that are on a much higher level. And pride will not allow you to do this. That's why you have to stay humble. Um, I have no issue. I don't care if the person's younger than me, whatever it might be. If they're if they're better, if I hear them doing stuff that I love, I'll go and be like, dude, show me that. I loved what you were doing in the service. Show me that change. Show me that fill. Show me that run. It doesn't matter to me uh, because iron sharpens iron. And I'm always looking to get new input. So number six, surrounding yourself with people who will push you to a higher level. Insecurity keeps you around people who are always uh, under you or people that aren't as good as you. Seek out people that are better, much better, and get with them and allow them to sharpen your gift. And then finally, number seven, the seventh, what I believe is an effective way to increase your gift, and this is the spiritual side of it, is that you're to ask God for increase. Ask God for increase. The Bible says in the book of James chapter one and verse five, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who will give to all men liberally and will not rebuke him for asking. God wants you to increase and he's the place where your promotion comes from according to Psalm 75. So God has the ability to anoint you like he did David and bring increase on your life. So prayer, asking God on a daily basis, that's good stewardship of your gift, by the way, is saying, God, you gave me this gift. I'm asking you now, increase it. Take me to another level. Don't let me come to the end of January 2019 and be on the same level that I was when I started the year. Increase me on a weekly and a monthly basis so that I can bring greater glory to you through my excellence, through my praise, through my worship. Ask God for increase. And the Bible says he gives wisdom liberally. And that's what we need, supernatural wisdom. You know, we don't know everything about our gift, our talent, our uh, whatever it might be. But when you ask God, he opens up heaven and he gives liberally wisdom to those that ask him. And I'm telling you, if you'll take these seven things, I hope you took notes. I'll give you a quick rundown here at the end. Number one, schedule your increase. Take an hour a day, half hour, whatever it is, put it on your calendar and schedule time that you're just going to work on your gift. Number two, find a way to stretch yourself. Tackle things you can't, you think you can't do. Bigger pieces of music, things you've never done before. Number three, take small bites. Break that big piece down into small pieces and get some small wins and keep moving forward. Number four, use free tools. Make YouTube your best friend. Find those videos, learn them, accomplish them. Subscribe to channels that are going to help you. Number five, log your performances. Record them so you can see your growth over time and get an objective ear on what you need to work on. Number six, surround yourself with people that push you. 
Iron sharpens iron. And finally, ask God for increase and he'll give it to you. I want to pray for every one of you. Um, This is the final worship Wednesday, I believe, before we go into the new year. And uh, I want to ask God that he would supernaturally give you a hunger to go to a higher level in this upcoming year. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for every worshiper that's listening to this. I pray you give them a hunger, a desire, a passion to develop the gifts that you've given them and go to a higher level in this upcoming year like they've never experienced before in the mighty name of Jesus. Then open doors for them to use that gift for your glory in Jesus' mighty name and let people's lives be impacted through the gifts and talents you've put on our lives. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we give you praise in Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Hey, listen, before I go, let me just say this. You are not gonna wanna miss Monday's podcast episode and let me tell you why. As we are coming into the new year, everybody is getting introspective. We are setting goals. We're getting ready for this new year. God's gonna do bigger things with our lives, but I wanna give you simple tips for effective New Year's resolutions. Do you know that studies have shown that the average person who sets a New Year's resolution breaks it or begins to break it by January the 12th? They don't even get through an entire month. And so I'm going to show you uh, on Monday's podcast how you can set effective resolutions that will last throughout the year that will create actual change in your life you're going to another level i love you guys don't forget till next time goodness and mercy are following you for the rest of your life talk to you soon we would love for you to join us in a live service to find out when ted shuttlesworth jr will be near you please visit our website at www.miracleword.com 